At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we've upped the benefits without upping the price. With Magenta Max, you get our best plan for 5G with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, you'll pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to 800 bucks. Only at T-Mobile. Capable device required for 5G. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p. 40 gigs high-speed tethering. Up to $800 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Support charges waived. See details at T-Mobile.com. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Minority Reports Podcast and Digital Series. I am your host, Mona Sheikh. You guys, I am so, so excited and I'm just uh, very, very happy that I can book my amazing guest today because uh, he is uh, someone that I have been friends with. I have seen him come up the comedy ranks. We've done shows. He's booked me on his wonderful shows. Uh, and he was recently um on america's got talent and his video has had over six million views and the absolute one of the best absolute great things about uh my guest is the fact that he's an 81 year old comedian who just went for his dreams and is just killing it in the comedy scene and i couldn't be prouder to call him my friend here is my very very talented friend um, I'm going to share, I'm going to bring my friend in here. Uh, my very, very talented friend. Where is my tab? Here we go. Marty Ross. How are you, Marty Ross? I am fine. Thank you. How are you, Mona, my dear? I am, you know, Marty, I'm, I'm all right. I'm doing great now that I see you. Oh, you mean compared to me, you look really good. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, you look great regardless. Uh, you know, you, you, you look you. you look great regardless. I I'm so excited. First of all, many, many congratulations on America's Got Talent. I mean, your you know, your video has what over six and a half million views now. Yeah, it's crazy. It's amazing. I did the one video. Amazing. And it's, and it's been it, it is. I, I think I'm in a coma, but uh, I, I may not be. And uh, Marty, uh, let, let's just get this out of the way. I apparently uh, am dumb enough to put a post that I wrote down that you are 87 because I apparently have lost track of time during the pandemic. But you are a young man. You are an 81-year-old young man. How dare I put 87? You know what? I, do, I, I feel good for 87, too. <laughs> I mean... Marty, how has your life changed since uh, doing America's Got Talent? I mean, tell me how what what that has been like for you. First of all, how did you even get into America's Got Talent? Let's start with that. I uh, was asked to audition at uh, uh, one of the comedy clubs out here. They said America's Talent was going to be looking, and why don't I come out? So I did. I was the first one on. There was uh, 35, 40 of us. And uh, as soon as I finished, the uh, the casting person hit me up before I even got off the stage, gave me her card and said, call me tomorrow. So Amazing. how I got on, I'm sure it's because of my age, too. You know what I mean? I mean, wanna... I mean, age, I'm sure age, but also you're a very funny comic. So there's also that. 
I think that was important. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you made Simon uh, almost uh, choke on his water. Didn't he like spill his water out towards your last yeah, joke? He, he, he spit it out. It was quite exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I watched your set and I honestly, I just had tears in my eyes and I was just so proud of you. Oh. And I'm just so happy for you and all your success. It's just great to see friends succeed. You know, when you, my friends succeed, I feel I succeed. No, that's not, I feel the same way. And uh, I've missed you a lot. This pandemic is really, you know, the interesting thing is I, the, the audition I did was March 2nd yeah. last year. Wow. And wow. that was the first day. And by the following week, it was pandemic time and uh, so much for live shows. Sure, so right. I, I lucked out every which way possible. Right. March 2nd, huh? So oh, you went and did the taping and then that's when they were announcing, hey, there's a, like a pandemic that's hitting and everything that, that, shutting down. That was uh, later that week. So it wasn't even a thing. I mean, wow. we heard that there was a thing going around, uh, but... It, uh, I, I have to say, I was, it's all just amazing that the timing worked out in my favor. Thank God for that. I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm just so happy for you. I mean, Marty, at what age, uh, well, let's talk about how has it impacted your life? Like what has America's Got Talent? Like, how, I mean, your I'm sure your life must have changed quite drastically because of it. Well, it's changed, but not as much as people say, well, oh, you poor guy, you're on America's Got Talent, and now you can't go anywhere. So it's like, you know what? I don't live in that world. Yeah. My world is, I was on America's Got Talent. That's right. I had the time of my life. I had so much fun for the two days I was there. Yeah. The judges were so nice to me. Aww. I mean, after everybody was delightful. I, I I just can't stop smiling about it. Yeah. Because it was crazy. I mean, I never expected. That. Who expects to go on something like this? That's right. Really. And and the fact that I have friends that are comedians that were there, but they never, they weren't shown on television. Yeah. So, I mean, I looked, I looked out in a, a whole lot of different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I mean, for you, uh, you know, when so after you did that audition, said so. Then what happened? What happened? Like you did? Did you go on to the net, or they just kind of shut production down? Period. What happened is, as as you well know, doing comedy is not easy uh, when you don't have a live audience. Yes. The a comedian needs a live a live audience to feed off more than probably any other performer. I mean, a singer can just sing; nobody will know if you're there or not. I know it'll help them, but they don't need it as much as we do. Yeah, because our timing is off. You know, we don't have timing when you don't know. That's right. So I I I completely lucked out in that thing because I got to do it, and then and then after that, nothing. And I'm like, fine, and and. Uh, an interesting story. Uh, the, uh, one of the producers called me afterwards uh, to tell me I was eliminated. I was eliminated by never having to do another thing. And then they then they brought me back as an alternate just in case, which never happened. Okay. All I know is when she said, "Do you feel you know? Are you feeling bad about this?" And I'm like, I, "Maybe I would if I had done something wrong, but I didn't do anything." Right. So now it's a different feeling. 
I'm still glowing. I'm still in the glow of all of that. And, I, and I'm being hit up. I have so many fans now all over the world. I love that. Uh, uh, including Pakistan, Australia. Wow, awesome. I mean, Sri Lanka. Come on. Really. Wow. Wow. Brazil before he probably died from the COVID, but it doesn't matter to me. Uh, it, it, it's just crazy. It's crazy. And I hear from these people. Wow. And, and my uh, my viewership goes up constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Marty, have you done any like Zoom shows and online yeah. shows? And how has that been for you? I'm not a big fan. I'm not. Yeah. I, I, I miss lives. Me too. I mean, I, I do Zoom. It's okay. Yeah. But it, it just, I'm doing, actually, I'm doing a Zoom show with uh, two real, I'm doing an international Zoom show on Saturday night. Amazing. With Tamar Katan. Okay. Love Tamar. And Steve Lee. Very cool. Uh, but I love both of those guys. Me too. I love both of those guys. And Steve Lee's in Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and I don't know where in God's name Tamar is. He was in Spain. He could be behind me. <laughs> Tamar has been, travel is quite, Tamar is quite the nomad, isn't he? Yeah, he's such, and he's such a really, He really is a sweetheart. He's such a lovely person. He really is. I am, um, I, so this, this international show that you're doing. So the producer of the show, where are they based? Are they based in LA? I, I believe I'm the producer. It's a flopper show. I see. You're the producer <laughs> of the show. Got it. Got it. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. So, and I can't wait to have, to not do my own shows anymore. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, it's a, a, as you know, yes. it's an awful lot of work, it's a lot of pressure. So much work. I mean, that's why I preferred you doing it this way. Yeah. Hey, you want to be want to be on in three minutes? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is so much easier. Uh, I know earlier we were having some technical issues, but we resolved it. So I, I'm so glad that we can make it work. You know, Marty, Marty, how long have you been doing comedy for? Uh, it's uh, 15 years in uh, March. It was 15 years. In March, it's going to be, it's been 15 it years. Was, it yeah. was. Wow. This, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's been an amazing, fun journey. And and I had, and had I not joined a comedy workshop mm -hmm. run by Barb and Steve North 15 years ago, none of this would have happened. Wow. I mean, Marty, you, when you, when you took that, that comedy workshop, I mean, before comedy came along, what were you doing? I was in the clothing business as a salesman traveling the country, selling major stores for almost 55, zero years. Wow. And then I became too old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Marty, when you're like going and, I mean, selling clothes, what? We're talking, what, in the 70s? It, it was young men's clothes. I started in the 60s. You started in the 60s. Okay. Uh, and. I mean, how do you, I mean, when you're doing, I mean, today you have social media. Hey, I'm uh, running, you know, you're running ads. It's right. Facebook, it's Twitter. I mean, in the 60s, how are, how are you a traveling salesman? Like you just go from what, like a Macy's department store? Like, where do you go? It's called, hi, I'm going to be in blah, blah, blah next Thursday. Uh, you have, uh, I'd love to come and show you my line. And then it went from there to hysterics. And and I had so much fun in the clothing business also. Yeah. 
because I'm just a me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Learning, learning how to do stand up, not the same thing. But I've always had the ability since elementary school to make people laugh. There you go, and that's what I wanted to ask you. That was going to be my next question. I mean, you know, I, I feel like. Comedy and sales is pretty similar in the sense that, you know, you are uh, in sales, you're selling an actual product, you have a tangible product to sell. But in comedy, you're selling, you're selling jokes, you're selling a concept, you're selling a premise, a punchline. So I'm selling, I'm selling me. You're selling you, right? You're selling the, you. I, I became the product. That's correct. You became the product. As comedians, right. we are the product, right? As artists, yes, we are the product. Right. Do you feel like being a salesperson helped you become a, a better comic? I don't know because uh, I have uh, my whole life has helped me become a better uh, comedian person because uh, I love making people laugh from uh, not letting them punch me in high school yeah. to uh, so everything and selling clothing they wanted to see me because I made them laugh as uh, people have said and all things being equal work with someone who you like yeah and I was one of those people yeah and it just became crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Marty, did you, did you, were, which one of your parents were funny? Like, who, where do you get your sense of humor from? Uh, let, let's go, let's start here. This is something you may appreciate. Okay. My father was a very angry man. <laughs> and he was also funny, but mm. not for the family. Not mm. family funny. Mm. Other people funny, mm. you know. Uh, and then he, when he passed away, and he passed away at the age of 79, wow. and my mother kept going. <laughs> my Energizer Bunny mother made it to eight days shy of 101. Wow. Wow. And, and in her 90s, she's making me laugh. And I'm like, Mom, I never knew you were funny. She said, nobody gave me a chance. <laughs> wow so i got it from both both parents my brother is funny it's just it's a family funny. business you do yeah my grandkids it, my, my three grandkids are together and just me it's like stand back grandpa it's gonna be brutal just, <laughs> do they roast you do they roast you in their own little way my oldest grand my granddaughter is uh 26. wow my oldest grandson is almost 21 and my youngest one is 14. wow they're not babies teenagers no and they feed off each other when it's just the three of when it's the four of us i and it love it, it it just goes crazy and it, i love it too yeah yeah you know uh marty you uh mentioned about your father being a very angry man um you know, my, my father was a very rageful man too, very smart, very ambitious, very, uh, very, very marketing savvy. My father was a brilliant marketer uh, and had a very successful uh, business. Um, but, you know, I, as an adult, like as a child, you don't understand when you see your parent with this kind of rage, you're just like, I guess dad just has a bad day every day. I think that's just angry all the time. You know, uh, for you, I mean, you grew up in such a different era. Like today we can have these conversations about mental health. There's a lot more awareness about mental health and depression and manic depressive and stuff. It, it had, you know, when you became an adult and when your father passed away, did you kind of go through a period about kind of dissecting why your father was such an angry man? No, I knew why he was an angry man. He was an angry man from the, you know, from a low. 
So after a while, you know why he's angry. Uh, and a lot of it, I was angry with him for a very long time. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and one of the things that helped me get past it when he passed away was that he came from a terrible, his family was awful. Mm. So I understand how this happens. Yeah. You know, it's not like a conscious thing. Yeah. It's just a lashing out thing. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you said that you 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 knew what, and you're saying the reason that he had all that rage is because he came from a messed up family. Yes. Yeah. Uh, his mother uh, liked. Uh, his mother loved him. His father didn't. Mm -hmm. His mother. His father loved his sister. Yeah. His mother loved him. You know, it's not that unusual, really. Sure. I mean, his family. One was from Czechoslovakia. The other from Hungary. Mm. Or as my uh, as my mother said about my grandfather, uh, he was from Hungary. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I listened to you and, you know, you just said that when you were, you know, you had your own issues with your dad, you were mad at your dad and you were mad at him for, of course, his anger issues, correct? Yes. I mean, him yes. kind of lashing out. Did you, while he was alive, did you guys ever get a chance to kind of make yes. peace? Yes. When I got older, when we were both older, we could actually talk like human beings. Wow. And, uh, it, it it worked out for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, people from that era, you're not, they're never going to discuss why they That's are right. like this. Mm -hmm. But people from my era know why we're like this. That's right. That's right. And it, it was good when we finally could talk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how old were you and how old was he when you guys were able to like kind of sit down and have the cost of conversation I, I have to say he had to be in his maybe his early 60s he had he had retired from uh work and the the pressure of work also did a lot for him and when he retired he did something that would just blow anybody's mind that ever knew him he started taking painting classes he was taking three classes a week and painting and he became a different person. Wow. Therapy, art therapy. Absolutely. Wow. Did he, would he initiate the conversation or did you? No, no. The, the people in that generation, they never, that's right. Never, not, that's right. not, not, not ever. That's right. That's right. So you're, you guys are what, like just sitting down having a beer or like sitting down to dinner and the conversations just happen? No, we would just, we would talk. That's all. I I come over to uh, to see my my parents. Uh, he and I would talk, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Wow, he's really changed." Wow, wow, wow. So I'm glad I got. I'm glad I got to see that. Yeah, you got. You know, when my father uh, at 56, uh, a month before he passed away, 
I, I made peace with my father. And I think that has to be the, one of the single greatest memories uh, that I have uh, of my dad, because I was, and I still do deal with a lot of my own rage and my anger. Uh, you know, I have, I have a lot of that, come out and the lashing out happens sometimes for me. Uh, and I know where mine comes from is because I grew up uh, in that kind of environment. It was, uh, I don't know how it was between you and your dad, but with me and my dad, there was a lot of also physical abuse. So my dad used to just like beat the living pulp out of me. So there's a, you know, so there was a lot of anger and rage I had against my father uh, for beating me till I was like 15, you know? Um, but I don't know what did you, was it, did you guys have like a kind of a physical abusive relationship? or it was always, always verbal? Excuse me. This is the 40s and 50s. Of course it hit me. How <laughs> 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 do you think I turned out so well? <laughs> I guess you can say the same about me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's how, the, it's how they grew up. It's Beat your kids. Beat your yeah, kids. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and... and uh, I still have issues. I, I don't have them like I did, but yes. I see myself getting angry with my daughters in a way that upsets me because I don't want to be that person. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I have I have three ex-wives. It could be a couple of words in here why that happened. <laughs> three ex-wives? You're a popular guy. Uh, not so much anymore. <laughs> I <laughs> beg to differ. I beg to differ. Uh, AGT, over six and a half million views. I beg to differ. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, but the point of, of everything is I, I, I still care greatly for mm -hmm. my ex-wives. Yeah. There's a reason that I married them. Mm -hmm. It's because we loved each other. Yes. 100%. The fact that it ran, went off the rails, I mean, you know, who was driving? Oh, me. But, but, <laughs> Listen. But I'm very fortunate, really. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, How many daughters do you have, Marty? I have two daughters. Uh, and they're uh, same well, moms, same mothers? Say only the first wife. Only the first makes wife. Makes it easier. Yeah. Right. You were just like, all right, I'm going to wrap it up right after the first one. <laughs> Wrap it up, people. Let's go. Wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Time to move on. Nothing to be seen. Not, don't, there's nothing to see. Nothing here. to see here, people. Keep it moving. No, that's that's entirely fair. I mean, have you ever kind of went back or have your ex-wives ever kind of brought up a, your temper thing and you kind of made peace with them about it or you have just kind of moved on and just not talked about no, it? No, because it's still there. It still bothers me. Yeah. You know, I don't mm. forget how it, things were. Mm -hmm. I don't forget what part I played. Yeah. You know, uh, and uh, it's interesting because my first wife, we got married in 1961, 62, one of those, pick a number, it's probably close. And uh, I called her to, to apologize of how mm. I was. Mm -hmm. And uh, in fact, uh, we, we, got, we got closer and, and yeah. all three of them are married. That's a good thing. That's my wonderful. Second wife, my second wife and I are only friends on Facebook. We have never seen each other in over 30 years. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> but I'm crazy about them all. My, my last ex and I are still close. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's I mean, that's that's really wonderful. I mean, Marty, you know, I, I think of that, you know, daughters and fathers have a very special bond. I'm sure that's the same thing about um, sons and mothers, too. But daughters and fathers have this kind of very special bond because for for daughters, what happens is the father is the first male role model. So if that male role model is not really intact, then uh, we're you know, uh, you, the daughter becomes very close to uh, wearing Claire heels and hitting the pole, um, you know, and uh, it's not uh, a cute side all the time. So I, I wonder for your daughter, I mean, did your daughters, are they married? Uh, like, did they marry nice dudes? Like, what's their jam? <laughs> Funny thing about that is that <laughs> both of my daughters have uh, ex-husbands. They both have ex-husbands. Okay. Yes. So... I can see how the trend started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I'm seeing a pattern here, just a tad yeah, bit. Yeah, and I'm involved, so <laughs> you know, I, 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 I love them dearly. Yeah, and they're very good people, and they're and I, and all I ever want is, you know, that's what parents do. I want my kids to be happy. I want my grandkids to be happy. I want everyone. I have nothing to do with it. I'm not involved. I mean, it's only because it's not my job to make other people happy. We yeah. found that out, right? We found that. Uh, yeah, it's 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 well, you know, as comedians, it kind of telling jokes, I guess, becomes kind of a job to make other people happy. Well, it is, but it's not the same as in your family. No, not in not in the slightest. Not 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 in the slightest. I mean, you know, I. Uh, I mean, look, this is no uh, mystery. Um, I really struggle in relationships. I do. I mean, I have a really, uh, you know, like uh, I have a really distorted image of men in my head. And, you know, I've been in therapy for well over 13 years and I'm trying to fix that distorted image. And it's rough. It's really hard. Marty, do you think like, do you think like as you've gotten older and wiser and, you know, learn from your mistakes, do you feel like, you know, that that anger and that rage you were talking about as a young man, do you feel like a lot of that has gone or some of it, it still lingers? Most of it is gone. Okay. Every once in a while. And it's terrible because it's with people I care about. Mm. It, it, it may just pump out. Mm. And uh, I try not to because I lived in rage for a long time. Yeah. And I'd scare myself as much as I scared anybody else. Yes. So it's a kind of thing I'm glad I'm not in anymore because it's a terrible way to live. It is, Marty. And, you know, I'm so glad you said that. And thank you very much for sharing that. And thank you for being so open about it. You know, when you say living in rage where you scare yourself, I think for me, that's the thing I struggle with the most for myself, where um, I'm not scared of other people. I'm scared of myself and what my rage will lead me to. I mean, when you would get in those places and then eventually when you were, we were coming into more I guess you know awareness and being like okay this is a problem I need to like I think I need to fix this like what was your kind of what were what were some of the things that you were doing to try to like tame that rage I, I can't even begin to wonder what it was that I did I mean I became very spiritual later on but that was already the rage was already in the rearview mirror mm-hmm. what what it what scared me the most about my rage 
was it seemed to come out of nowhere and I couldn't control it. It mm. just came out. Mm. And the difference between my, my approach and my father's is that I was immediately apologizing. It, it embarrassed right. me. It made me feel so bad. Yeah. But he, not, he never apologized. Mm -hmm. Different generations. Sure. Different generations. There's no apology. There's no, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't say that there wasn't any remorse. I'm sure he had some remorse of some kind, you know, maybe he just kept it to himself because, you know, also I, I guess men back then had to be men, right? You can't show emotion. Be a man. What are you crying? What are you a girl? Yeah, probably. You know, so you just be a man about it. Be a freaking man about it. May, may, may I make a, sta a suggestion statement right now? Yes, please. None of this is funny. <laughs> you know, uh, the cool thing about my podcast is that I like <clears throat> my comedians, uh, friends, and anyone who comes on. Uh, we go with from a range of emotions. We go from laughter to intense, to serious, to angry, uh, to crying, and back to laughing. So uh, my podcast is all about just uh, embracing all emotions. And I love it. And I love you. you what? Thank that. you. I love you too, Marty Ross. I, I, I think you are absolutely fabulous. I think you know what it is, Marty? And I want to talk to you about this. Don't you think that as comics also, a lot of comics come from a lot of trauma. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of, you know, possibly addiction problems, mental health issues. And I feel like comedians are always expected to like perform and be like, Hey, I'm funny. Look, I'm tap dancing. I'm funny. And, uh, do, do you feel like as a comic, that's like a detriment to comics or is it just something that we have to do and just kind of rough it out? Let us just say this about the difference between me and everyone else. Okay. I started at the age of 66. Wow. At 66, I was pretty much finished with most of the insecurities. Yeah. And it was like, if you saw me on America's Gun, I was as calm as a cuke. I was so calm. I don't have that. I don't have any of those fears or any of those anxieties or any of those worries. Because yeah. that was, that's in the, that's happened a long time ago. Yeah. In my twenties. This is, I'm in my sixties for heaven's sake. Yeah. If you, if you haven't changed by now, humans, you're missing out. Yeah. Yeah. I be, agree. Be, be a person now. Well, yeah, I agree with you. Martin, when you started at 66, like what compelled you? What made you go, you know what? I want to try stand-up. Well, it's all, I, I've played with it my whole, for a long time. Mm -hmm. I, I, even when I was in the clothing business, didn't mean I didn't do comedy here and there. You were probably doing uh, comedy with your clients and making them laugh well, and making uh, them. That's, that's helped me make a lot of money that I can end up uh, is, uh, using in divorces. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I went with things too. And I, you know, it's amazing what, what you can do as a human being when you make a decision. Like, let's say you decide you're going to be funny today. Yeah. You're not in the business, but you want to be funny today. Yeah. And things happen. For example, I'm in Texas. I'm traveling to sell a client. And I left, I, w I was wearing glasses back then, and I left my reading, my regular glasses in the taxi. 
And I only had my sunglasses, prescription sunglasses. Okay. So I went into this store and I became a blind salesman. <laughs> wait, wait, were you not wearing a prescription? They're like, you can take your sunglasses off, sir. You're like, I know, but then I can't see anything. It didn't <laughs> really. I, I'm so nearsighted; it's just pathetic. So, <laughs> so that's how we played. And then he got even with me. He said, "We're going out to lunch," and he took me to the darkest restaurant he could find. And then he read the menu because I couldn't even read it. <laughs> Could you see the food at least? Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming. You're assuming the food was good. You're assuming the food was good. Marty, uh, once, did, first of all, did you, you must have gotten your, must have gotten vaccinated already, no? Got what? Yeah, Va I got both of them. Oh, great. What'd you uh, get, Pfizer? Yeah, I got Pfizer. How and, were your symptoms? Uh, Tell me how... We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Were you feeling good? First one, nothing. Oh, good for Second you. Second one was nothing until that night. And then it felt like someone had stabbed me in my arm. Oh, <laughs> but, it, but, it, but it went away. But listen, I was also in elementary school to get my polio shot way That's back when. So, right. you know, and all vaccines hurt. Sorry, humans. That's how it works. That's right. You know? That's the right. polio vaccine hurt too. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> when, you, when you have a, a a a gym full of kids crying, you must assume something. <laughs> Did you cry when you got your polio vaccine? I would never do that. I would just—I was too stubborn. You were too stubborn. Uh, really were they given the? It was polio injection given like via injection, or was it in the drops in your mouth? No, it was injection was injection. Uh, I, I don't know, Marty, if I've told you, but two of my brothers, I have four older brothers, my second and my third brother were given expired vaccination for polio oh, in man. Pakistan, and they got polio because of it. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's, listen, the corruption around the world is scary. It's terrifying. I look, 
as you may have remembered, I told you that uh, I was in India in 1982. I was there for a month, uh-huh. traveling, meeting people and stuff, because that's where a lot of the clothing was made. Yeah. And I had the time of my life over there. Uh, uh, eating in people's homes, yeah. eating food. I didn't know what, uh, and I, I gained 11 pounds. In <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, 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 first of all, they eat so damn late at night. Yes, they do. Yes. What, what like 10 o'clock? Dinners are like 9, 10, 10 o'clock. 11. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dinners are very and, late. And some of the best food I've ever I love it. Good for you. I, 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 I've, ne- I've never been a person who doesn't want to try something. Well, good for you. I mean, did you get sick back then? No. Really? I'm yeah. too stubborn for that. You're too immune to no, no, I didn't get sick. I, I was, I was looking forward to the next day and the next day, and and then after Christmas, um, met a woman from Manhattan who comes to who has an apartment in India in, in whatever Bombay is now Mumbai. Mumbai. Mumbai, yeah, yeah. She had an apartment there, and she had a after Christmas party, and I had been invited with people from my company, and it, it was just amazing to see all of this and wonderful. to experience it. Yeah, yeah, that's so wonderful, M- Marty. Have you like uh, what? So now you're vaccinated. God willing, once the pandemic is going to be, it's going to be over soon. We're all going to get vaccinated. We're going to travel. Uh, are you gonna, are you up for traveling to around the world because of AGT? Your fans are going to call you to come to perform in Pakistan and Sri Lanka and Hong Kong. Are you going to go? Uh, uh, next Tuesday. No, I, honestly, <laughs> you're like, put me on a plane now. Somebody invite me. We'll work it out. Yeah. Right. I mean, I would, yeah. I mean, that would be so amazing. You know? You know, Marty, when you went up and when you stepped on stage to audition for America's Got Talent, were you nervous? Like, what were you? What's going through your mind? This is the craziest part. That was the calmest I have ever been performing. Wow! Absolutely calm. I had, and I'm glad I I was. But I'm calm when I all when I perform normally. But I was able to enjoy all of it yeah you know you were like in the moment you were like living in the moment yeah yeah because it's the way my life has always been i'm Mm -hmm. always in the moment how do we start a show we get on stage and i don't know about you or anybody else but i have never i don't have anything prepared when i get on stage Mm -hmm. i let my old man character take over oh you do the do you do stream of conscience comedy is that your thing God, I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. God's do you write doing. stuff? Do you write and then say it? Or you just no, have no, it memorized in your head? I, I don't even have an idea what I'm going to say. Yeah, interesting. How interesting. And to, to be able to do that took many, many, many years yeah. because you, you have to trust yourself. That's right. That's right. That, and that's very hard. And now that I do it, I look forward to it. And that's why I was able to do it uh, for them. It, it was just fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marty, when you started at 66 to decide to do comedy, which is, you know, 
you know what's so remarkable about your story and just remarkable about you is that so many people at that age would be like, what am I going to do? I'm already retired. I already put in the work. My kids are like, you know, what am I going to now go and try to do something? But you were like, you know what? I'm going to do this because this has kind of been my dream. This is something that I love to do. And I'm just going to go ahead and do it. So I think you are just such an, a beacon of hope and just a prime, prime example of it's never too late to pursue your dreams. There's something else that I've learned because I've done a lot of senior shows. I had a lot of friends in their 90s when I did the senior shows. I said had because I don't know what's happened to anybody. Yeah. And one of the things I learned from almost all of the people in their 90s, when I asked them what their secret was, their answer was, we're always busy. We never stop. Good for them. And that is the lesson. There is no, I, I have friends and I'm like, do something for heaven's sake. You don't even have to be good at it. What difference does it make? Yes. Yes. But if you stop doing it, you will have all these, everything you were afraid of is going to happen to you. Yes. Your memory, your health. Your, I don't have time for that. Stuff. Yes. You know, uh, there is a great saying that uh, life only has two modes. If you're not growing, you're dying. So take your yeah. pick. If you're not growing, you're uh, dying. And that's absolutely correct. Yeah. I get. I guess I took my pick. Yes, you did, and you did it. <laughs> you've done it so incredibly well, uh, Marty. When you started off at 66, were you married at the time? Yes. No. Maybe. I don't. Know. <laughs> Was that uh, that's your that's third wife, right? My <laughs> third wife, and even when we split up. She was so supportive. She'd come to all my shows for years, and we're still close. It's very, it just was really nice to have somebody in my corner. Yeah. I mean, I love the fact, and, and that, I wanted to ask you that. I think a lot of people would be kind of hesitant to be like, oh my God, I'm in a relationship or I'm married, and I don't know how my spouse is going to take this. Then I'm going to like start out on this new venture and if they're going to be supportive. But she sounds like she was really behind you on that. Yes, she she was at the beginning, but as it, it life goes on, how how many people, how many women would let you go out every single night, every single night, as you know what is required, especially at the beginning. So now I met a woman who would let me go out every single night. We're we're incredibly close friends. Awesome. Uh, we love each other and. Uh, it's been an amazing experience, and she when I met when I first met her, and that was from we were on a TV thing of some kind, some kind of dating thing. We don't even know what it was. We just uh -huh. know we had such a good time, yeah. And we're still friends. It's been almost seven years. Wow. And and it's and it's been a, a delightful experience. I love that. So, I love that. And how and uh, how uh, and how young is this lady, if I may ask? You may ask, and if she was sitting here, she'd say seventy-one. Wow! She's not. She's actually nine years younger than me. She's nine years younger than you. I love. And do you guys what? Do you guys go off for like drives and walks? Go to the beach? No, no, none of those. Nothing. She is a very successful author. Wow. She is also very well known in the music field. She was uh, one. She was the first groupie. Her book is called that she wrote first is called "I'm with the Band," 
and it's so many of the people she slept with. I, I, I said, are you going to write about a book about me and say the only guy I never slept with? <laughs> <laughs> Sleep with the band, just not with comedians. Yeah. Man. Well, she sounds like a, she sounds like a really amazing woman. So good for you for, for, for you guys to getting to know each other and, you know, having each other in your life. I mean, Marty, what, uh, I don't know. Are you are you getting booked on? Uh, are, have, by the way, have you done? Are you getting booked on any tours around the country because no. of AGT? No, nothing, not yet. Not yet, not yet. And I, and I have a manager. Uh, should you know to get involved with these things? I am getting things here and there, and so a few things I can't talk about because sure. I'm so blown away. I can't believe that I got the email. Yeah. Uh, but but I've been. People have discovered me. That's I uh, love that, and, and it's amazing. And I have one. Of, I have to shout out. I don't know if she's even watching, listening, whatever. I have a fan, uh, Jennifer Ann, in Naples, Florida. Oh hi. She found me on AGT, and she has been delightful. Oh. And it, it's just so nice to hear from her. She wanted to send me money to to go out to a restaurant in LA because. She, because I, I I get her on the, to see my shows for free. It's just uh, look, I'm 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 just enjoying everything that's coming yes. every which way. Yes. Plus the family. I mean, I can't be having a better time. Well, maybe I could, but I can't think of what it would be. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm totally with you, Marty. Have you been? What have you been doing during the pandemic? Have you been kind of keeping active? Have you been? Uh, creating more material? Are you going to put out a stand-up special? What are you working on? I, uh, I, I, I've been writing more material. Okay. I, uh, as far as specials, people have asked me. Everything in its own time. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a hurry. I mean, first of all, I have I have six years before I turn 87. So I think <laughs> I'm not Yes. That's a great callback. Thank you for that. Uh, thank oh, you. You're quite well. <laughs> thank you for putting me in my place with my ignorance. I appreciate that. I, I, uh, I, that is not anything. I know you did. I'm just, I just felt so bad. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with me? Where did I hear that? Excuse me. What difference does it make? I don't know. I just. I, I looked at it and I thought, well, you heard 81 and somehow you turn the one into a seven. Turn into a seven. What difference? I mean, it was like, cool. Am I? I love the fact that you were like, but I'm actually, but I'm actually 81. I was like, oh my God, Mona, what the hell? But here's the thing that's so interesting. I'm 81 years old and my brother and I have this conversation too, because I assume I have 19 years left because my mother was a hundred. (laughs) <laughs> and, and that's the way I've been planning things. My mother was a hundred. My grandmother was a hundred. My grand grandparents were a hundred. My wow. father's father was a hundred. It's like okay. Wow, you got some amazing dreams, Marty. Let me tell you a, a sad fact about my life. People in my family don't live that long. I I I understand, and it's it is sad. Yeah, they don't live that long. My father died at 56. My aunt died at 42. Uh, my grandmother died at 60. Uh, young, young people, you know, not that not that old. So I'm, I'm just working my ass off. I'm just like, I want to get do as many things as I can before I croak, given my crappy genes. 
uh, genetics uh, play of the biggest part in everyone's life, yeah. no matter what anyone thinks. Yes. I mean, I don't have a lot of things that uh, people my age have because we just don't have it in my family. Yeah, good for you. Know? you. So I, I consider myself very, and it's also who, you know, I lucked out. I got born into this family. Yeah, yeah. there was rage, but there was a long life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll be angry for a long time. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> you'll be fine, but you'll be angry for a long time. I, Marty, uh, you're, you said that you're writing. Have you, have you ever been approached by people who teach them comedy or like to, you know? Yeah, yeah, but I, it's not what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's a it, it's a different skill set. Yeah. And I, I I don't have the patience right now. I did it for a little while, and people said, "Well, I'll do it," but no. Not Look, I'm in the I'm in the best workshop. I'm still with these people. Bob North is now my master. Steve North is my coach. Yeah. And they're just wonderful. Oh. I've learned so much from them on how to do this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great to have great representation, you know, and people who actually believe in you and care for you. So that's a that's a big thing in this business. Yeah, well, we'll see if they care for me. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I am. So We're gonna edit that you. part out, Marty. We're gonna edit that part out. No, they care. He no, cares no. for you. No, it's okay. I'll call him and tell him. Did you hear that? <laughs> I mean, Marty, what what do you what do you think? You know, when um, if if people wanna, I mean, I, I get hit up uh, quite a bit. I just had a twelve year old kid on Facebook hit me up. He's like, I would like to become a stand up comic. I know that you are a pretty established comic. What advice would you give me? So I guess for someone like you who's been doing it for a lot longer than I have, you've been doing it for fifteen plus. What advice would you give to comics to young comics? I usually tell them. Do you come from a messed up background? They're like, no. I'm like, then don't do it. There's no reason for you to do it. I'm like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, why? Um, what about you, Marty? What do you? Uh, I, you know, I, I really no, I, I don't know that anybody's really asked me. Um, uh, and so therefore, I have never had to tell anybody anything. Yeah, I but... mean, it's like it, it, I, I was in other businesses. All businesses are similar. You yeah. know, yeah. you have to learn the business and it's work. That's where the work comes in. And people want to do comedy because they think there's nothing to do. I just get on stage and I'm funny. Mm. They don't know you write this stuff down. You rehearse this stuff. You, 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 it becomes part of your life and then it's no longer rehearsed. Yeah. And uh, it, it, but it takes time. Yes, it does. A lot of sacrifice. A lot of uh, staying up. Uh, I don't know how late were you staying up for your mics, but when I got to L.A. from New York, um, I was doing about three, four mics a night, uh, which is ridiculous in Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous to do that. And I burnt myself out. I mean, Marty, you, when you started and when you took the comedy workshop, how many mics were you going out to every night? It, uh, being the age I am, yeah. I was when I started, a little different about how many mics I'm going to do a night because one was enough. <laughs> You're like, all right. Honestly, honestly. Yeah. All of, everything I had went into that five minutes, those yeah. three minutes. That was that. I, people said, you want to go to, and I'm like, no, I don't. I just did it. No, thank you. Yeah. And I know older people that do it. I just don't 
want to do it. I never did. And I didn't see the reason that I had to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, when, I mean, you did all your comedy career started off in Los Angeles, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the, have you done comedy in New York? Yes. And yeah, New York City is yes. the, oh the best comedy scene in the world, yeah, in the world. I, did, I got to do Carolines. Ooh, Carolines is great. And all I can say is, oh my God, <laughs> it was the one, uh, first of all, I performed in New York and in Boston. Yeah. What I learned was, and people from the West, I'm sorry, but this is what I learned. The people in the East knew where I was going before I went there. They wow. started laughing before the punchline. I love that. I love that. And that was a big difference. I had never experienced that before. Yeah. I love that. Don't you, do you feel like the audience in New York is a lot smarter or maybe just demands a higher quality of content than LA? What are your thoughts? I, I don't know that that's true. I, I just know that it's, it's like the New York vibe. It's all it really is. It's so great. It, 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 it's why they know where you're going before you get there. And it's probably why they go to comedy clubs, because they really know where it's going. Right. Whatever, it was delightful. And I will say this, I love performing in the West Coast, too. Yeah. Everything is, it's, it's, it's all fun if you know how to do it. That's right. That's right. No, I 100% agree with you. I 100% I agree with you. I mean, you must have changed, seen such a big shift happen in comedy. I mean, when you started versus what comedy is now, you have people like myself in comedy that I don't know if you saw them. She saw people like me doing comedy when you started. Oh, probably. It's only uh, so that's gonna be a no. Years ago. That that's gonna be that's gonna be a no, Marty. That's a, you're like probably. Oh, I, I never did. Never. I never saw anyone. <laughs> Excuse me. I... <laughs> I mean, when you were doing the open mics, did you did you go and uh, try your luck at the big clubs, the Comedy Store, Improv, and Laugh Factory, and all those? No, I have still never. I, I did two auditions for the Laugh Factory, and I never got anything. Wow. And what about – but you've done shows at the Comedy Store and – Yes, but they've only been private shows. Right, right, individually produced shows. They, yeah, they've never yeah. asked to be like, hey, Marty Ross, why don't you come in and uh, audition for us so we can put your name on the wall and be, make you a paid regular? Nope, never happened. Mm. And I don't care about that. I don't live for that. The people I live for are the ones that are sitting out there and are laughing. Mm -hmm. The ones I'm talking to. The rest of it is not important to me. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think I think the value, I mean, even the way how comedy has shifted just in the last even 10 years, like when you started 15 years ago, do you feel like comedy had a lot more freedom? You had a lot more kind of, uh, you know, freedom to be able to get up and talk about topics and say things versus what it is today. I don't know that that is true either. I just know there are certain topics I avoid because I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. That's all, the only way I look at it. I don't understand, I don't look any for any other hidden meetings or any of that stuff. I will say the one club out here that's been incredible to me has been Flappers. Flappers is great. They have been so good. It's a woman-owned business. I know. How about that? How about that? 
Not so bad. Not so bad. Barbara is a lovely, lovely lady who owns and runs flappers with her, you know, her husband's there. And she's she's lovely. She's very kind to me, too. And me, too. Yeah, she's quite so, lovely. She's quite lovely. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, when you think about, you know, going mainstream, I mean, for you, I think what I absolutely love about your story, and now I think it makes it even sweeter, is the fact that you you weren't one of the comics who was like, I got to get in Laugh Factory and I got to get into the comedy store or the improv. You were like, my my thing is that I just want to go, I want to go where I'm wanted. Well, that turned out to be the case. It wasn't the case at the beginning. I didn't understand why I wasn't getting booked anywhere. I didn't I didn't know. Mm -hmm. But it didn't bother me as much as it would have had I been younger. It goes back to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Marty, when like you're doing open mics for what? The first five years, six years and yeah, at least, yeah. And, and when like when do you start like getting paid gigs? When do you start booking that? How many years in? Uh, thanks to my, uh, to, to Barb and Steve, they had a friend and they, uh, who had a comedy club and they said, I, I think you're ready to go and, and do another, a, a real club. And it's Randy Lubis who gave me my first shot outside of, uh, the workshop. You're talking about the Ventura comedy club. I'm talking about Santa Clarita, uh, when he had JR's comedy, which he still has. Mm. So uh, he gave me a shot, and I'll never forget it. And I don't deal differently with people in this industry than I did with the clothing industry. If you gave me a shot at the beginning, I will never forget you. That's right. And I will do the best I can for you whenever I can. Right. And I feel the same way about Randy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think loyalty goes a long way, doesn't it, Marty? Like, well, yeah, I agree. Yeah, loyalty goes. I mean, I, I think you and I definitely think alike in that sense where I'm just like, look, if you were with me and you supported me when nobody really knew me and I didn't really have much. I mean, when I when I go to the top, I'm taking you with me like I'll do whatever I can to take you with me. And and the interesting thing is, Randy's the one who called me to tell me that America's Got Talent was coming to the club, and uh, I should come. I should come there that night, and I did. And that's how it came full circle. <laughs> I love that so much. I mean, I uh, do you think the uh, so you were eliminated? So are they gonna bring you back on for like another kind of repeated? episode may, or may, something may I say, no they don't do that no, as no. far as i know no. but let me also say that uh i'm not ready to go to go back yeah uh, yeah uh, for a couple of reasons one is it's still zoom yeah yeah when you know i tell you what i was shooting for because i tell people and they laugh i'm shooting to be 85 because at least it's a number you know, yes. I would say 80, 85 is another good number. 85 is a good number. 85 is a very, very <laughs> good number. I, uh, I, uh, do you act at all, Marty? Yes. You do. So I've, been in, I've been in plays. I've been in short films. I've been in commercials. Wow. Yes. Wow. What, what commercial have you done? I've done two. You may have heard of them. One was uh, I did a national commercial for Anthem Blue Cross that, they ran for three years. Okay, wow. And the next one you probably heard of too. I was in a Skechers commercial that ran for two years, and it's hysterical. Oh, yeah. I remember the Skechers commercial. I remember that one. How fantastic. Are you still getting, are you still getting residual checks or no? No, no, no more. I, I'm, I'm not a member of anything. I'm an independent human being. 
damn it. But you must it's be, okay. but you're SAG after, aren't you? No, no. You're not? I'm just, no. But, and why would I want to be in SAG after when I haven't made enough money to even pay for the freaking dues? Listen. No, I'm re- when ta- when the time is right, I'll do whatever it, it's required. That's all. Yeah, yeah. No, right I'm now. I'm I'm too busy enjoying myself to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, good for you. Did you take? Did you also take acting classes, or is it mostly yes, just? Yes, I still I still I still would if I could go there. Yeah. No. And I, I work with my acting coach when I get an audition to do because I don't like to not be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Marty, yeah, I, I love I love all of this. Yeah. Yeah, Marty, I I would think that now that you have an international fan base, you would have the international ladies proposing marriage to you at this point. I mean, that's what I thought. Well, who said that has it not? <laughs> there it is. There it I is. T- it is such a inc- it's crazy because I'm also the person probably the only person in the universe who has read every single comment about me on Instagram. Really? Oh, God, I never do that. And here's the reason why. What is the worst that will happen? They wouldn't like me? Oh, that's a shame. I don't care. The point is that most people loved what I did. Yes, yes. And and, and I, I was hitting up people that would said I didn't really like him, and I would hit up and go said, thank God, you have your own taste. <laughs> You know what I, I love about trolls is that they always feel like that somehow their comment is going to get you or it's going to hurt your feelings. And you're like, I'm a freaking comic. I've been flipped off, cursed out. Like I've done mics at freaking laundromats at midnight. Really? There's not a lot that's happening here that's going to hurt my feelings. Plus, I have three ex-wives, so if anyone's going to hurt me, they're pretty good at that. Exactly, and I don't have three ex-wives, so I think I'm, I got to work my way up. <laughs> I got to work my way up. I got to catch up to you, Marty Ross. No, but I, I found it very funny, the, the people that were hitting on me. I, I really did. It was like, really? Who are these ladies? Uh, I mean, what are they writing? Marty, do share. I uh, don't remember that much. Uh, now you don't remember. Now different. you don't remember, Marty. Excuse me, my dear. It was last year. <laughs> and there is somebody who hit on me. Uh, and uh, I know who she is. And she doesn't know I know her. Uh, oh, my God. And she's, oh, she's only half my age. So wow. there you go. Wow. I mean, uh, you know, are you getting, like, interesting pictures being sent to you in your no, DM? I'm not, in, I'm not interested. That's not me. Come on. No? No, not getting... Besides, besides, if I sent it back, you would be very amazed. <laughs> you're not getting, uh, you're not getting, uh, like, bikini shots of ladies being like, marry me, Marty. No, 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 that is not the closest way to my heart. <laughs> what is the closest <laughs> way I, to your heart? And, I, and, and for that particular woman, I will marry you for a day. <laughs> a whole day. I don't know that it's a whole day. To just, be, <laughs> to just be part of the evening. It could be. It could be also just a working hours. You know, nine a.m. to five yeah, right, p.m. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so just the working hours. That's all. Well, Marty Ross, this has been such a fun, great conversation, and I, I really missed you. So thank you so much for doing this, and you know, and then rolling with the punches on the stupid technology that was uh, frustrating you. 
That's the only part. That's the hardest part for all of we old folks. Right. But hey, it worked out. I, either that or I'm not talking to you. You're someone else. <laughs> I, no, I, it's me. I look, I look forward to performing with you yes. live. Yes. Again. Same here, Marty Ross. Same here. I'm absolutely looking forward to it. Well, this has been a pleasure. And Marty, do you like people to follow you on Instagram? Yes. And where can they follow you? Uh, uh, Marty Ross Comedy on Instagram, on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. I don't know where else I am. I'm right here with you. Yeah, right here uh, with me. And uh, find me. I, I was off uh, social media for two months. Wow. And I got and I got more fans, so maybe that's a secret. That's a secret. Just don't go on your social media. Just want, look <laughs> yeah. at it from afar. Just from afar. Uh, Marty Ross, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Love you. Love you you too. Thank you. I will see you soon, my friend. Stay safe. Take care. Bye-bye. That was the lovely Marty Ross. Uh, I know I... I I love Marty Ross. He's just such a lovely human being. He's always great to chat with. Uh, You guys, if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, please do. It would mean the world to me. And also, I'm officially out of the Facebook jail today. So I have to now uh, watch every single thing I say so I don't get... uh, thrown in Facebook jail again. Uh, and if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, please do. You can go to youtube.com forward slash wanna shake comedian. I'm also on uh, uh, TikTok and Facebook of the same name. And please do subscribe to my channel. Please do. I'm trying to grow it and I'm very getting very, very close to getting monetized. So if you guys can uh, subscribe to it, if you can share these videos on your social media, let the world know that I exist. Uh, that would be nice. And you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mona's Comedy. I have a brand new amazing show coming up that I am producing. It's a Minority Report show. It's coming up on May 15th. Uh, the details are being worked out as we... Uh, the details have been already been worked out. We're just getting all the creatives in place. And once we do, uh, we will have stuff ready to launch next week and not only is it going to be a live show you can also stream it uh you'll be able to watch it via streaming so uh can't wait to share it with you guys uh you guys have a good evening i will see you tomorrow with a brand new guest stay safe out there wear your masks we did it again verizon was just named america's most reliable network by root metrics for the 16th time in a row Proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network. Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined. Not specific to 5G networks. Something we all missed in 2020 is traveling. Remember road trips, seeing friends and family, and all the sights and sounds along the way. And of course, road snacks. Mmm, beef jerky. Well, it's time to get back out there. We've earned it. And when you travel with the U.S. Bank Altitude Connect Visa Signature Card, you'll also earn the most from it. So hit the road and take it all in again, from points of interest to points back for how you travel. Earn four times points on travel and at gas stations. And if you book your prepaid hotel or car rental directly in the Altitude 
Altitude Rewards Center, you can earn five times points. Plus, you'll earn two times points on groceries, dining, and streaming services. And all other eligible purchases? Yeah, you'll earn points on those too. So start earning more today and connect with 50,000 bonus points, a $500 value when you spend $3,000 within the first 120 days of account opening. Learn more at usbank.com slash Altitude Connect. The U.S. Bank Altitude Connect Visa Signature Card is issued by U.S. Bank National Association, N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.